There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good. No one missed. I think we got a heck of a shot of winning. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. All you non-believers, disrespect us. Talk crap about the defense. Like we're the third best defense in the league. See you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Fitzpatrick. Enzo. Eric Decker holds it in. The Jets win in overtime. And the New York Giants, given last rights by many in December, are the Super Bowl champs in February. This is NFL Friday. Going long on all news, reaction, and game picks for the Giants, Jets, and across the NFL on WFUV Sports. Hello and welcome into NFL Friday, FUV's exclusive look at the National Football League. I'm Andrew Galata alongside WFUV's Giants beat reporter Mike Messina and Sebastian Seabach. Guys, a lot to get into, especially with the New York Giants. And I think that's kind of where we have to start off right now. I mean, the Giants, obviously, they've, they've got him in retired. You could say that in quotation marks, but he was kind of pushed out. And then, which was weird, it wasn't on Monday, like most coaches were fired. The Giants fired Joe Judge on Tuesday. Mike, I want to start off with you because, look, you've been around this team all season long. What's kind of your thoughts on these two moves and the Giants really starting over right now? Look, these are two moves that absolutely needed to happen. Gettleman shouldn't even have been in this position this season. He should have been gone after the 2020 season, but that's a whole nother conversation that, that, that was already had and can be had for many years to follow. But these are just two moves that the Giants had to make. Joe Judge, um, after a second year is fired. He's 10 and 22, 10 and 23, excuse me. In those two seasons, he was six and 10 in 2020 and four and 13 in 2021. And the 13 losses that, that the giants had this year, most of them were ugly. They came from the Falcons. week week two or three, I believe it was a, they ran it down and kicked a field goal. And then the last six games of the season, six losses all by double digit points. And it's the fifth time. Um, fifth straight season of double digit losses for this New York Giants team. And you have to think just when are things going to get better for this Giants team? When are things going to start looking up? And John Mara had a press conference yesterday talking about the decisions that have been made over the past couple of years and the decisions to, to fire a judge and to fire Dave Gettleman. And, and I'm going to start on that real quick. It is an embarrassment, an absolute embarrassment to, to have, Dave Gettleman be able to happily retire as general manager of the Giants. He was 19 and 46 in four years as general manager. And on Sunday against the Washington football team, you see his friends, you see his family down on the field, reminiscent on the memories uh, on the time he had with the Giants. And it is an utter joke that, that this organization let him just willingly walk and retire in, in, into whatever life he wanted. Obviously no one wishes someone lose their job, but look, this is the national football league. This is a business. This we're not here to say like, good job. You tried better luck next time. No, you failed as giant general manager. You deserve to be fired. And 19 and 46 is not something to, to walk into retirement all happy. That is the worst record in NFL for any general manager. And, and look, it just makes no sense that the Mar family, that, that, Steve Tisch, the Giants organization, let Dave Gettleman just walk away without being fired like Jerry Reese. Joe Judge absolutely deserved to be fired as well. Look, that I'm going to start off with, with the Washington football team. Then that third and nine call in a victory formation on the four-yard line, what are we doing here? And even John Mara made a comment about that, saying that was not his favorite type of play call in that situation. And look. That was a questionable press conference, in my opinion, kind of dodging the retirement slash fired question two or three times. But to have him come out and say, what is going on on the field? What are these play calls happening? What is Joe Judge doing? It really says what position this New York Giants team in is. Look, they're going for another head coach. And at least this time around, 
Mara has been very adamant. Look, last time with Gettleman, it was kind of rushed and it was we were kind of pressured in that situation. They want to take their time and have a diligent and detailed interview process. And it all, it's already started. And it's going to continue over the weekend. They're currently at nine um, general manager candidates. And I don't think that that list is going to stop. I think there's still a couple more in the pipeline that they want to interview. But as long as this, the, the general manager, which John Mar said, has the capabilities to hire any head coach he wants, then can it get much worse than the Gettleman judge error? I mean, I'm not too sure. Look, there's so many people that are available for this head coaching opportunity. Look, no names have been mentioned, but Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, Brian Flores, someone who just got fired in Miami after going on a seven-game win streak it is absurd to me. And it's just funny that he gets fired on a Monday, on Black Monday, and then Joe Judge has his job one day longer and gets fired on Tuesday. But, Andrew, it makes perfect sense to why this happened. This Giants organization is in shambles right now. Look, look they're going on another quote-unquote rebuild. We don't know what the future is for Daniel Jones. We don't know what the future is for Saquon Barkley. And in the press conference yesterday, John Moore basically said, look, the future of our players are, are essentially up to the general manager and head coach. They have all the decisions down on the field with personnel and play calling. So look, it's up to them. And if they don't feel that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are good fits for this team, then they're going to move on. And I love that decision. Sure, we might have heard this, heard this type of stuff before from ownership, but I don't think the team was ever in a situation like they are now and have willingly came out and said, and, and then this upset about the state of the organization. And there was just no other move for, for the giants to make here. And look, Joe judge was essentially told he kept his job and he talked himself right out of his job with that 11 minute rant um, after the Chicago bears game. So, so it was just two moves that had to happen. Could have happened during the season. It could have happened on Monday. Could have happened on Tuesday, whenever it happened, it just needed to happen. To me, I just, I mean, look, this last year, and really you can put it to the Giants have two, they really had two separate seasons. You maybe even three. You had the beginning of the season where everyone was healthy and they were just not winning games. They were losing games. And just, you said the Falcons game, the Washington football game where Dexter Lawrence jumps off size. Yep. Like, like there was that first part of the season. Then the second part of the season was kind of in the middle and they were winning games. You know, Daniel Jones played well against a team like the Panthers. They beat the Raiders. They beat Philly. He was in the playoffs. And you were like, they beat the Saints in New Orleans. And you felt like, okay, maybe this team's okay. And maybe Joe Judge, things are looking up. That Daniel Jones gets hurt. And I don't think they played a competitive minute of football since Daniel Jones got hurt. They did not, and not at all. How can you, like, to, to me, my thing is, is that they saw Mike Lennon for every week of training camp, every week of mini camp, I believe, too. And then, obviously, the preseason. You came into this moment like, okay, if Daniel Jones gets hurt, this is our guy. Like, th th this is the guy who's going to run our offense. And that's just, look, it's, it's not good when you have to go to Jake Fromm, who you signed off someone's practice squad to start games. And that, that was really, to me, the biggest problem about the season is how, and you're right, Joe Judge, to me, he had his job if they don't, if they don't just, if they play one minute of com competitive football from December on, he probably still has his job. But this team was just, you know, and I feel bad for that defense because they played pretty valiant and they probably knew that they had to give up zero points to win a football game and they came out and they played hard. But, I mean, that's, that, that's really, really tough and that's what happened in this Giants season. And as you said, you're starting from ground zero, which I know Giants fans are going to be celebrating, but that's a tough place to be looking up at nothing. Cause that's it's what really this, you know. we're celebrating the end of a Joe judge, Dave Gettleman era, but how long are fans going to have to deal with this? Get a quote, draft a quarterback, pay a head coach three years later, do it all over again. How because long this has happened three possible? times now? You exactly. know, and, like, and, how, and John Mary, he was asked that, right? Where he said, yeah. you know, how can we trust you now? And he said, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't expect fans to trust me. You know, this yeah. is now, you know, it's, 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 it's not a good situation uh, right now for Giants fans. Sebastian, I want to see what you kind of had to say about this situation too. Well, I think, you know, it's just a terrible situation all yes. around. I mean, put in the GM, you've got 19 wins. I think, you know, Giants fans expected to have those 19 wins accumulated over the first two years. And I yeah. personally, you know, I personally was at the Giants game on Sunday. And it was just brutal to watch because, you know, you, got a, backup, <laughs> yeah, you got a backup QB among a backup QB starting and they couldn't even move the ball downfield, like even 10 yards. So, and then, you know, it's just like the situation with Joe judge, of course he has to be fired because I've never seen a head coach show like, 
like give up in the middle of a game. Like, you know, all right, if you, if you want to clear house, like during the off season, like, sure, go ahead. But, you know, Joe Judge, you know, just showed that, you know, he just kind of gave up on this team in the middle of the game. And that kind of goes to mention that, you know, the Giants haven't played competitive football at all whatsoever. So, you know, of course, there, there have to be changes made because this Giants team is just going nowhere if it stays the way it is. I think this Giants team, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see what this new GM does. And, and you know, there are so many candidates right now. I think there's eight, so I'm not going to go through all of them. But right now I feel like the Giants and John Marriage is looking at all the good organizations, the well-run organizations in the NFL, and just trying to pick their assistant GMs or, you know, a pro player personnel people. And, look, we'll see if it works. I think it's going to be interesting. This team does have some building blocks. I think the defense, everything's in place for that defense. So you're hoping Patrick Graham is like, please stay. I, I think that may be the one point you're like, please, please, hopefully no one can pick him up. And he's not just disgruntled about this Giants team because he's a guy that's built a defense that is very, very competitive. To me, it's above average. And the pieces are there. The offense, it's like, where do we even start? And you could, to me, you start at the offensive line. And it would be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, to go one more point, and this is really more of Dave Gettleman, because I feel Joe Judge, I mean, I, I think he lost his job in that that final, you know, Four, four weeks, but Dave Gettleman, I think job was lost in September when this team came out, you know, 0-3, 0-4. And, you know, it, it's really the draft job that he's done. It's just not been good. I mean, it's, 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 it's not when you're, when you're, they, he came in here and saying, okay, we're going to go to the offensive line. We're going to fix the offensive line. We're going to fix the defensive line. And that's, we're going to win games. Just not as that happened. And they drafted only one offensive lineman in the first round since he's been there. And that was Andrew Thomas, who looks like a pretty good pick, but everyone else who they've picked, whether it be Will Hernandez, who's looking like that just hasn't really worked out, whether it be in injuries or level of play, Matt Pert. The running just, back they chose at number two is not working yeah. out, that guy. Yeah, you can go Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. And, and this is a problem in New York football, period. These teams have not drafted well. And you could even talk about the bad free agent signings that Dave Gettleman has had, and you can get into those, and you could do it on the other side of New York too. But football starts in the draft, and these teams just do not draft well. And whoever's coming in here to you know switch this thing around, their number one thing, look, they got two first-round picks, two top-ten picks. Rarely happens. Both, both New York teams do, yeah. uh, which, isn't, which isn't a good thing. But they do. They, they, you got to hit on these picks, whoever they may be. And I really hope it's two offensive players. It's got it. It's got like it. I would two offensive linemen would be my like that that would be my dream because I don't think there's a quarterback right now that's like so much better than Daniel Jones. Not at all. So I would just love you put two offensive linemen there. You bring Jones back unless you could get a trade for like a guy like Russell Wilson. I think next year's quarterback tracks most likely this team is not going to be good next year and you're oh. probably going to have another good pick. So but if the you quarterback, the quarterback class like after Young. this year is much better than this Bryce year. Young, CJ yep. Stroud, you know, it's endless. And you, if you get one of those guys pair him with your already set offensive line, your defense hopefully is still playing well. I think you see a way out of this. And it's not as bad, I think, as people kind of make it out to be. But I think these two picks are so, so critical to this Giants, this Giants offseason, this Giants future. Look, I want to make a, a quick point. John Morris said yesterday in the press conference that he thought the organization was looking up after, after that little win streak at the end of the 2020 season. And then it just, he doesn't know what happened. It just went all downhill. And they act, he actually said that the team has hit rock bottom. And I'm going to go back three weeks to the Eagles game. Mike Glennon, 93 yards. Jake Frum with 25 yards. And then I'm going to go to the Bears game with a 29 to three loss. Mike Glennon, negative six passing yards. All right. And then I'm going to go forward to week 18 against the Washington football team with Jake Frum starting um, 103 Jake yards. What's Jake One touchdown, two interceptions. I mean, it's not good. <laughs> the there's are, are plenty of teams out there who have backup quarterbacks who are competent and athletic enough and, and skillful enough to be NFL starting quarterbacks, even if it's on on the Lions or Jaguars. But to be running out Mike Lennon and Jake, well, I'm not even going to put Jake Fum into this category at this moment. Running out, I don't Mike think that's Lennon, his fault. Like for him, you know, he got thrown into a system. You know, he was supposed to be on a practice squad in yep. Buffalo chilling. <laughs> Absolutely. But to be running around with Mike Lennon at, as your backup quarterback and, and Daniel Jones, what did he get hurt in week 15, week six, week 14? He missed a, a four chunk, yeah, right a big there, chunk of games at the end of the season. And it's just like, I think. What, what was expected out of this, uh, out of the roster? Look, Kenny Galladay at one point last season was the highest paid free agent during the offseason. Zero touchdowns. The Giants' first round pick 
Canarius Tony, zero touchdowns. What is this organization supposed to be supposed to do if both of their top targets, their their first round pick, they don't have any touchdowns on the season? Like that, that is an embarrassment. And, and look, Kenny Galladay has been pretty vocal about it. But look, even even week eighteen, Jake Frum put a dime right into his hand and it goes right through him. And like like, what are we doing here? That that's a perfect opportunity to capitalize, get reps for for one Jake Frum and and. Kenny Galladay a touchdown. Look, congrats to Jake from lived out his dream through an NFL touchdown. And look, can he have success in the NFL? Sure. I'm not look. He, he didn't have much time to the playbook. He didn't have much time to do to do really much. So I'm not going to put all this heat on Jake from. But look, he didn't look good at all. And pretty much, except for the one game where he came in at the very last drive. He didn't look good in any other performance that he had. And th- this team just needs to do something. Glennon has to be gone. Frum's got to be gone. They have to pick up a competent backup quarterback. Look, Gardner Mitchell can win games for, for the Eagles. Sure, it was one game, then got smoked against the Cowboys, but can win game. Blake Bortles can win games. Like, there needs to be a back. Sure, the backup quarterback's not the main issue for the Giants. No, but there are so yeah. many backup quarterbacks. Like, they have Mar- – Marcus Mariota's out yeah. there. He's going to be available. They need to have all those guys who can still play. And that guy should be out. should be pushing Daniel Jones. Of course. Like, I would love to see a guy that's on that fringe starter level because you now have to keep Jones honest. Like, I don't know. Maybe they will draft QB, and they're, you know, their QB's too getting this draft. I don't think this is the strongest draft, but who knows? Like, I'm not – you know, you, you don't know what this new GM is going to think and, you know, who they're going to like, but – you need a Teddy Bridgewater, whether it be a Marks Mariota, Jameis Winston's out there. You need someone to push. You need guys to push uh, Daniel Jones. And, you know, again, I don't know. You're right. Back of quarterback is not the biggest problem with this offense. But, but it's, still a, it's a problem that, that if Daniel Jones is going to be The reason Joe Judge got fired, probably. Exactly. Yeah. If the starting quarterback is going to be out for five weeks, you need someone to step into that place and take the reins and be that starting quarterback. And the Giants didn't have that guy to do that. I mean, you know, I, again, I, I guess we'll just kind of have to, you know, it, it's like at a certain point, I don't want to bag on this team so much, so much time over and over again, because, uh, you know, I, I think that you, their actions now going forward, will have to speak, you know, for, for what they've done and the free agents decisions, they're going to have to work their way out of that mess because they have like no cap space right now. But, uh, you know, we'll kind of have to see what happens with this team going forward. Any of you guys have any last kind of thoughts about this Giants team here going into the offseason? I just want to say from, I read an article from Art Stapleton and it had a bunch of head coaching candidates. It was Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, Brian Flores, Eric Bieniemy, Brian Dable, Todd Bowles, which I want nothing to do with, <laughs> and Patrick Graham, which I also want nothing to do with as the Giants head coach. Um, the Giants head coach, in my opinion, and the general manager, which has been said, needs to come from outside the organization. It can, we can't be calling up Patrick Graham to, to, to be the head coach of this team, no. because look, the defense was good. Sure. But there are better candidates. Of course. Yeah. But the defense yeah. also let up a ton of points this entire yeah. year. So like what, what has he really shown head coaching wise that that can make him a strong candidate for this job? But look, there's a ton of candidates on this team. Eric bien has proven in Kansas city that, that he can run a team. He can run an offense. Brian Flores. Look, I'm sure in my opinion, at least, and I, a lot of, fans and stuff i'm reading on twitter brian flores is a strong candidate as well after what he just did in miami everyone's surprised that that he even got fired and lost his job so if the giants can reel in someone like that to run this team with those two if they can work together with the general manager with those two top 10 picks get two good offensive guys whether that's linemen um obviously not a running back or a quarterback but really just linemen it's linemen you know. This team can can make a huge step going forward, even into next year, win six games, maybe win seven games, and then work from there. But I don't, I just don't know. Oh, it, it, it looks like they're on the right track to hire a general man, a good general manager. It looks like there's going to be no more funny business. It looks like they're taking this process much more seriously than they did with with Dave Gettleman coming in. And look, I just hope it succeeds. I, I hope the general manager and head coach. It's a plus that the general manager can pick his head coach. That's that's what John Mars said yesterday. He has full range on, on picking who he wants, who he thinks is the best guy, and he'll approve it 99.99% of the time. Um, and look, as, as long as that decision is made and, and the general manager 
can work together with him and find that head coach, then I think it's they can be on the right track going forward because it, it literally cannot get worse than from Pat Shermer to Dave Gettleman, uh, I mean, to uh, Joe Judge and Dave Gettleman. It just can't get worse. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you I go. I think the Giants in general, you know, they got to build around like, you know, the QB situation. It's like, it's like the same thing. It's like repetitive every single year, you know, it's just like, oh, they draft Daniel Jones and like, he's, he's hit like what, what every 1.5 seconds, he has to get the ball out, you know, and he's one of the most hit QBs in the league. And you go out, you draft Andrew Thomas, great. That seems the one thing that seems to be working out, but then you go out into last year's previous draft and you draft like a wide receiver in one of the early rounds. So it's basically like, the feeling of what are you doing at this point? Because it seems like nothing is changing. And, you know, Giants fans in general just think that, you know, up until the point in which the backups had to come in, that maybe Daniel Jones was the problem. They'd given up on him. But you've never really built around Daniel Jones. And that's why he's basically hit all the time as much as he is. So, you know, I think, you know, with the two high picks that the Giants have this year, they need to be dedicated to offensive tackles. And, you know, you guys hit it on the point with, you know, the change in, change the coaching staff, you know, the change in the front office. So I think those are the two moves that the Giants really need to focus on this offseason. I don't necessarily no. think Daniel Jones is the problem, but I also don't really think he's the solution. He's at not this, the answer. At, yeah. at this time and point. Like, like what ha- also what has he shown in his three years at, as Giants quarterback? Sure. His interceptions was much down this year. He looked like a better quarterback this year than any other year. But what has he shown? Like, like, obviously, but I think, but I mean, the thing, the thing about it is like, if unless you want you're going to go out and pursue like a veteran quarterback the Giants you know they've used all their cap space you know so unless the Giants really just want to go out and get a veteran quarterback I mean what other they're not going to do like they're not they're not getting you're fine you're not going to find the quarterback draft class this year is not great so you're not going to draft you're not really going to draft another quarterback unless you screw up the draft draft order again so you know you're stuck with Daniel Jones for at least one more year so which I, which I'm fine with. Like they're they don't have they're not going to go out and get a Russell Wilson. That's just not possible with their cap situation. Um, and they're also I I strongly believe that that they're not going to go out and draft a quarterback or running back or wide receiver with any of those top two picks that they have in the top ten. I I, I firmly believe that this new general manager will know what needs to get done, and it will be offensive linemen that they pick at least with one of them. Maybe not both, but. Maybe defensive line is another area, but at yeah. least you're going, you're, you're solidifying the areas of football where you yeah. have to build first, which exactly. wouldn't be the worst. And I firmly yeah. believe that this new GM will, will get that message and get that memo from the organization and from the fan base. And one of those picks will be an offensive lineman, at least, and the other will be either another offensive lineman or a defensive lineman or something of need, not a running back, not a wide receiver. And, and that's, I think, this last thing I want to say about the Giants is Dave Gettleman, I don't think, going into last year, he thought this team, this offensive line was solid. He thought the defensive line was solid. And he thought it was time to throw a lot of money at a receiver, throw a lot of money at a cornerback with the Dory Jackson. And this team was just not ready for that. They, they didn't have that luxury to go give $70 million to Kenny Galladay. Who scored zero Four, touchdowns? Who scored zero touchdowns? Well, there's a reason for that because the team wasn't like they weren't ready for a Kenny Galladay. No they way. weren't ready. They didn't need a Dory Jackson. I think Darnay Holmes, you know, whoever was there could have done a fine enough job for this team to win four games. Like their they offensive, weren't. Their offensive linemen scored more touchdowns than Kenny Galladay. Yeah, this is a problem. Matt yeah. Perk gets Matt Perk's Matt Perk gets ran over on the line every time he's out there. He's a liability out there. And like and he, you pick Kadarius Tony when you could have picked a guy like Rashawn Slater, who's, you know, lighting it up right now, had a great year with the Chargers. And I know that helps you get a pick now. And now you have two first round picks. But Kadarius Tony, I mean, another guy that I think he has a ton of talent. Of course. Nobody can get the ball to him. Nobody can draw plays to get the ball to him. So it's like, why do we it's, have these guys? Because he's never on the field. The guy's injured. And he's always injured. Week after week. It's not even like he's nursing a shoulder injury. It's an Achilles. It's a yeah, leg. Like There's six different injuries with this guy. And sure, I think he has so much talent. And I think he can be a lethal weapon for this Giants offense. But he can't stay healthy to save his life. He's always off the field. Oblique, and, then, and then you have Saquon Barkley, who I think looked better at the end of the season, but another guy that you pick second overall. And he look once in generational talent. That's what everyone said. He was Nick Barry Sanders. He hasn't been. He's Nick not Barry even. Sanders. He's not the best running back on the Giants. He is yeah. not the best running back of the Giants this season. Devontae Booker was better than him in all facets of the game. And 
all you hear game after game when I'm at the stadium, they announced the, they announced like the yardage and stuff over the loudspeaker. You always hear 28 yard rush, 28 yard running catch by Devontae Booker, and a two yard gain by Saquon Barkley, a one yard loss by Saquon Barkley. It's all you hear time after time two yard, three yard, one yard loss. He was not the best running back on this team. And it's just so sad and unfortunate that, that obviously, like you said, Andrew, he was given that once in a generational talent line. <laughs> Is he? It, it, it looks like the other the, the like other running back in his draft, pick. Jonathan Taylor, Love who got picked 35 oh. picks after. He's looking like the generational talent. Looks like a pretty a, big bust to me. It's again, that, I think that's just a lot of the Giants. You know, look, they they have some issues, but they have some talent. I will say the defense has talent. The yep. offense, Blake look, Martinez will be back. Yeah, Blake Martinez will be back. I think the offense when that offensive line is fixed, if you can fix it a little bit, I think it will be playable. I don't think it's going to be the worst in the league like it was this year. But again, I, I do want to move over to the Jets real quick. And I think Jets fans are happy because they do not have these headlines in the media, these negative headlines like they did last year, like the Giants do this year. They're 4-13, and 13, same record as the Giants, last in the AFC East, just like the Giants were last in the NFC East. But at least you don't have these huge headlines Robert, uh, you know, Saleh, he's going to still be the coach. Like, at least you have those areas where you have tur- you don't have turnover, which I guess is a positive. But I-, I will say this Jets team, I wouldn't be, like, so, so happy where they're going. Just because, I mean, I could almost say the Giants have better talent than the Jets, and we'll see what they do in free agency in the draft. But Zach Wilson didn't look very, very good over, you know, th- this first year. I mean, nine, nine touchdowns, 11 interceptions. 69 uh, passer rating, 28 quarterback rating. I, I will, I will want to say that's worse than Taysom Hill, which a lot of people think he should never throw a pass in the NFL again. People laugh at Taysom Hill. It was worse than him. So whatever Jets fans, they could say how Zach Wilson. I, I, I had a few uh, friends who were big Jets fans, and like the Jets have, they're in a special situation right now. I wouldn't say the Jets are in a special situation going forward here because, look, you have some talented players with Michael Carter, Elijah Moore. I definitely will say that. But Zach Wilson did had a just very ugly year. I mean, that's to me what you can say. They do have some cap space. They have the two first round picks in the top 10, but I don't think this team, I mean, maybe the giants are, you know, in the worst situation or close, but the jets are not far behind behind them. If not in a worse situation than them, because this defense is a mess 32 and everything. I mean, it's a tough situation for them to be in. Now they do have some areas where they could get better the draft, but they got to hit on these draft picks and the jets, you know, you could talk about, you know, this team over the years has not hit on draft picks. You could just go back, you know, even beyond Joe, uh, Joe Douglas, but even in Joe Douglas era, they haven't hit on every pick. Right, right now, New York football, it's just, it's, it's not looking good. Sebastian, I'll start off with you. Like, what's your thoughts on the Jets? Maybe not as bad as the Giants. I think you can make an argument that it's just as bad as the Giants, but just it look, it was a tough year in New York football. I, I think Jets fans are encouraged down the stretch because, you know, oh, they, they played competitive games down the stretch. You know, you got a loss to Tom Brady in the Bucs by by four points so you know you also beat the Bengals, you beat the titans and you know you, you kind of changed up the coaching staff this year and you also got a qb this year that you know kind of played better down the stretch but my my, my opinion basically I, I don't think i think zach wilson's basically another sam donald or daniel jones you know i don't think he's like i, I don't think he's going to be like that great qb that everyone's going to be that every, everyone's going to be hyping up so and that 69 point six passer rating you know you said that's no better than Taysom Hill I mean that was also Trevor Lawrence's passer rating that, that was also Trevor Lawrence's passer rating as well so he wasn't much better either so no he wasn't <laughs> I, I mean the Jets the Jets you know they kind of have opposite problems with the Giants they lack they lack talent but they have a good coaching staff now so it, it's it's just that you know it's going to be kind of a longer rebuild for them but you know I, I kind of see positive trends in, in which you know I, I feel that you know if they make the right choices, they can make it work later on. Yeah, and I feel that the Jets are in a better position than the Giants cap-wise. They have they just have more money to spend, and they're, <laughs> they're in a better situation than the Giants from a coaching and general manager standpoint. They have their head coach, who I think can succeed as head coach of the New York Jets. And Joe Douglas, I think, is a pretty good general manager, usually makes the right calls, especially in this draft. And I think those two can together can succeed but the Giants are in a better spot personnel wise I mean they have better receivers they have still I believe Saquon Barkley is a better running back than Michael Carter um Daniel Jones I think is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson both teams have four wins both teams have 13 losses both teams beat two current playoff teams so they're kind of and the Jets then beat the Jaguars and the Texans 
And like both teams are kind of at the same stage in, in level of skill set on the field. I, I think, yeah, um, the, the Giants wide receivers core is better in my opinion, but the Jets aren't far in a way in a better situation than the Giants. And now look, they have so much work that needs to be done. That defense is atrocious. And the Giants, there's, there's not one player in that defense that I think I'd keep. Exactly. I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Atrocious. And they've and they've put investments into it. I mean, like. Quinn and Williams, he was, you talk about Saquon Barkley, he was the injuries, second pick. Injuries. He's a third pick, and he's a guy to injuries. I don't think he's worked out to make the way Jets fans wanted to. And I don't know, like this team, oh, look, we'll have to see. I mean, I don't, I don't think Robert Sale is happy with his defense being 30, 32 in the league, considering he was a defensive coordinator before he took this Jets job. I mean, you talk about the cap space, but the reason they have a lot of cap space is they have nobody good to pay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have to go and make the right decisions to pay the right guys. And we'll see, like they haven't been able to do that in the past, just like the giants going into this year. Remember the giants have so much cap space going into last year. And now they, it's all gone with Kenny Galladay and Adore. Well, you know, you can go through the names. So like, if you're the jets, you don't want to spoil that. Just like, you know, your crosstown rivals there. But again, it's, it's, it's not looking good here in New York football. And I don't want to, you know, trounce too much on, on these teams because there is football being played next weekend and it's a much higher level of football than maybe we're used to here in the tri-state area it is super wild card weekend a lot of games this weekend with the expanded playoff format which was introduced last season and again I I, we're going to get into our picks but first I just have to say it'll be great in the New York area watching some nice football you get to see some great talent on some primetime games whether it be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen and you can go uh, throughout the very, very talented teams, players that will be playing on display. I will say I'm a little sad that my Saints won't be making it for the first time since 2016. But uh, th- this weekend, it will start off here on Saturday, Las Vegas, traveling to Cincinnati. Michael, start off with you. Who do you got? First, but before I get into my pick real quick, the Saints had no part in, in being part of this playoffs. They have to put Oh, that no, they did not. I mean, look, this team, they're 9-8. and eight. They were the most injury riddled team ever their quarterback Can, situation was atrocious they they're like the four, like, four starting quarterbacks it's not it's good. crazy not they, they never made a move after Jameis winston towards acl that they just rolled with Taysom hill and, and marcus Simeon. it's crazy that they did that and look first game of the weekend las vegas and cincinnati two playoff teams that both new york teams uh, that that each one of them yeah. have a yeah. New York Eagles <laughs> lost to the Jets and, and the Raiders lost to the Giants. But this is going to be a good one. I, I, I mean, Rich Passaccia, what he's done with this Raiders team, with all the the troubles that they had, John Gruden, um, Henry Ruggs. I don't even remember the guy, who the, the other injury that, that happened or the other incident that happened after Henry Ruggs. But just what he was able to do, bring this team to – the playoffs after all the adversity that he faced. There's definitely a, a case for him for coach of the year. Yeah. If if an intern coach didn't even get that title, but <laughs> what he did was just amazing. But are we doing picks? Is that what we're doing or we're we just talking about the game? No, let's, let's go. To, let's get your pick. So, I mean, I got to ride with the Bengals here, man. They are looking better than ever. They had a sick game against the Chiefs and I forget who they played after that, but Look, they just are out of this world right now, and I'm riding with, with the hot hand right now. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, look, Tyler Boyd, they are hot right now, and I, and I, I don't think this Raiders team has enough to stop this, this lethal Cincinnati offense. Sebastian, who do you got? Uh, I, I kind of have to go against Mike here. You know, I actually got the Raiders. You know, Joe Burrow, number one sack quarterback in the league. So if he doesn't have time to throw the deep ball, I just really – you know, he's not going to connect to, you know, those other receivers. So I really got to go with the Raiders here. You got Darren Waller back. Of course, he's got Hunter Renfro. So, you know, you just have more rep, uh, weapons for this Raiders offense. Now, I think this Raiders defense, you know, is a bit of a tough, uh, tougher task than, like, you know, the Chiefs or, you know, the couple of teams that they – or the Ravens. Ravens, you know, their past defense – their past defenses weren't great. So, I mean, like, if Joe Burrow doesn't have time to throw the ball in the pocket, then I, I, I just don't see a way how – they can beat this this Raiders offense. I think the Raiders offense just does better than the Bengals in this case. I will say the Bengals are pretty one-dimensional when you look at, uh, you know, this offense is really good. Defense is, you know, like you don't know what you're getting with them. So that, but they can win shootouts. You saw that they can do that. Joe Burrow, oh, I mean, 
he's such a he, he's looking like a guy that could be a generational talent i mean of course like, and mixing you know, joe, mix, mix joe mixing in with that offense giving him screens and, or yeah. runs up the middle oh, like, they and jamar chase and yep. tyler boyd and t i mean so many weapons i mean shout out to jamar chase who won me my fantasy league basically yeah, single-handedly like 50 points yeah 60 points he's so good i mean and look he's got the louisiana ties him and joe burrow coming from lsu the Bengals have a few saints players that they picked up in free agency so i, I have to ride with the Bengals, but I will say this Las, this Las Vegas team, if they can run the ball well, Derek Carr can put up a nice, you know, efficient game, and he's looked really good. I could see them pulling off the upset, but I just can't go up against Cincinnati right now. They're going into the playoffs. They're my favorite team, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. The next game, New England traveling to Buffalo. New England coming off the loss to the Dolphins, and I guess will be Brian Flores' last game to be the Dolphins coach. And that didn't look too, too good for Mac Jones and company down in New England. I mean, Sebastian, who do you got in this one with this AFC East division battle here in the playoffs? Well, you know, it's kind of a tough one because, you know, you're playing in Buffalo and what's the temperature supposed to be at again, like 25 degrees. So, and you know, if Josh Allen can't throw the ball, then, you know, obviously I think New England has a much better running game, but you know, you see the way Buffalo played down the stretch and they, you know, they played much better, you know, Devin Singletary was, became a factor down the stretch like down the stretch, you know, and I feel that, you know, this Buffalo team won the division because of that. So, you know, I really have to pick Buffalo over New England just because, you know, I like the chances of Josh Allen um, playing playing well, making good decisions. And plus, you know, I, I just don't think Mac Jones is ready to take that next step yet. I mean, it, like he didn't make many poor decisions. He didn't make many poor decisions this season. And, you know, they ran the ball effectively in New England. Plus they got a great defense, but, I, I really just think the Bills are the better team in this case, so I, I really have to pick the Bills. You mentioned the weather. You say 25 degrees. To correct you, it's actually going to be 4 degrees. Yeah, I thought I heard 4. According to my to my weather. And that that's probably the high, too. It's probably going to feel like negative 25. And this is going to be a shootout. But Buffalo is right now favored by 4. Um, I don't think they're going to... I don't know if they're going to cover a four-point spread, but look, I don't think that Mac Jones is going to be able to walk into Buffalo twice this season and get two wins. And look, obviously that first game, not going to call it a fluke, but there was extenuating circumstances in that game with, with the wind and everything. So there was no passing. This time's going to be different. And Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. And I'm someone who's adamant on this. You go with the team that has the better quarterback, the better roster. And, and I think that that Josh Allen, that Stefan Diggs connection is going to really hurt this Pats D coming up on Saturday. And, and Matt Jones, he just didn't look good in that Miami game through a, a pretty much the, a pick six that lost in the game, lost them all the momentum going into that one. So I'm going to go with Buffalo in this one. I just think that Buffalo is the overall better team. They don't have a better running game like Sebastian said, but other than that, I think they're they're an overall better team than this Pats team. Mac Jones is young, young rookie, still trying to really get his feet wet within the NFL, and obviously his first playoff game. You don't know what to really expect, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ride with the Buffalo Bills on this one, and I, and I, I think for me, they are the team that I want to go the furthest into this playoffs. Them and the Bengals are kind of neck and neck for me. Buffalo is such a fun team to watch with Josh Allen. I mean, watching him play and just bomb the ball like 60 yards down the field it's so so fun and it, it I, makes, I think it makes football fun to watch it's not so depressing yeah. to watch it's enjoyable like, that's why football is such a crazy sport like you can watch josh allen or patrick mahomes look just make offense look so so easy and then you turn on the giants game and you're like why is this so difficult like that, that's why i almost love about football so much is that you can turn on one game it looks so hard one game it looks like madden out there but uh yeah I, i'll take the bills i think the defense right now for the bills is also playing really good Again, as as you said, Mike, I don't think Mac Jones goes in twice into Buffalo and beats them. So I'll take the Bills in this one. Probably be a close game, though. I definitely agree with that. Next game's going to be Philadelphia traveling to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady looking for another Super Bowl run, looking for defending Super Bowl champions, looking to defend their trophy here. Mike, who do you got? Look, I love what the Eagles are doing as of late. Jalen Hurts has really kind of stepped into his role as quarterback of the Eagles, and they're starting to use him to their advantage. They're starting to use him on the feet way more. I remember against the Giants game, every single run. Like, three, yeah, they threw the ball like a every billion times. Every single run Jalen Hurts would do, he would get like 20, 25 yards, and then they would just throw the ball five times in a row and get five completions. Yeah. It just made no sense that, that Nick Sirianni wasn't using them using to his advantage. But, look, I, I think they're going to – 
I don't know if this Bucks defense is still injury riddled, but I think they're going to be able to run the ball all over them. But I think the Bucks are going to be able to win this game. I, I, I'm just not going to bet against Tom Brady. It's not something I like to do very often. And when I do, I usually lose. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Bucks here. They're, they're a better team overall, even with this test. I don't even know who besides Mike Evans now they have now, now that AB caused a oh, Cyril Grayson's out there. So Why yeah, receiver too. Yep, <laughs> and Scotty Miller. And you know him and Gronk are going to be able and to Gronk. connect like they always do in big situations. So I'm going to ride with the, the reigning Super Bowl champs in this one. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't even know why this is even the question. You know, the Eagles this year, they, they made the playoffs with the seventh seed, right? They were nine and one against teams with losing records this season. Zero and seven against team with winning records. So you know they didn't, they haven't beaten like a really good team this season. And you know, going against Tom Brady in the playoffs, I really just don't see how they beat the Bucks whatsoever. And you know, last year I kind of made the mistake of going against Tom Brady in the playoffs, and look what happened—he won the Super Bowl. So you know, Tom Brady when it goes to playoffs, he always just finds a way to win. So you know, I, I really have to go with the Bucks because I also think they're much better than the Eagles in general. So. Yeah, I just think they have more weapons on their offense and, you know, their defense. You know, I, I, I'm not sure how the Eagles are, are going to run on their, their offense. So, but I just think the Bucs are more more well prepared for the situation than the Eagles are. So I have to pick the Bucs. I don't think the Bucs, they're particularly a great team this year. I don't think they'll uh, defend their Super Bowl title. I think they'll probably lose next week. But this is un, just their best matchup. I mean, I, I think any other team out of any of these other playoff teams would beat them, to be quite honest with you. But the Eagles, they love to run the ball. What are the Bucks best at? Stopping the run. So I don't think the Eagles are going to do much. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have to make big th- big plays with his arm. We'll see if he's able to do that. I just, I'm just i a little skeptical of that. I think Tom Brady will score enough, and they're going to get this win. But I don't think they'll go much further than this. And they get, you know, they're lucky they get a good matchup here in this wild card weekend. Next game, kind of a throwback to one of these, like I feel like it was a perennial playoff matchup back in, you know, the 90s and 80s. San Francisco going to Dallas and Jerry World. Sebastian, who you got? You know, I, I was really impressed with the way San Francisco played last week against L.A., so I have to go with San Francisco upsetting Dallas. You know, that Dallas offense, playing against Philadelphia last week, uh, Dak Prescott with five touchdowns, that was really the only game that, you know, that Dallas offense really clicked after Dak came back from injury. And oh, were, what, what, what was that What was that Monday night game they had or Sunday night where they had like 65 points or 55 points? I forget who they played. The Eagles. That was the Eagles, but they were also playing the Eagles were also resting their defenders. Yeah, well. so, so, you know, the offense for Dallas really hasn't like clicked ever since that came back from injury. So, you know, I, and I, I like the way the Niners have, you know, structured their offense and their defense is, is playing great as well. So I, I have to pick the Niners over Dallas. No, I was t- I was talking about the Week 16 game versus Washington football team, 56 oh, Prescott yeah, threw yeah. for Sunday night. Prescott threw for four yeah, touchdowns yeah. as well. Look, you look great in that game. Okay, well, that, that was – okay, yeah. And Another I, night, yeah. I but think I might part, be on – I think I might be on the same page as you here. I, 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 I love the Cowboys in this game. I, I love the Cowboys. They have a better roster, in my opinion. But I just think the 49ers are going to be able to squeak away that win. They had a great performance against the Rams just uh, last week that that put them in this situation to even go to Dallas and play this game. So look, most of the public I'm looking at is on the Cowboys, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be with you, Sebastian. I'm gonna take the 49ers and, and a shootout here. I, I think that Jimmy G is just gonna be able to get it done in Jerry World and, and move them on to the next round of the playoffs here. That's off to Jimmy G last week, driving him down. No timeouts, 90 seconds to go. Drives to tie that game up. They end up winning in overtime, allowing my Saints not to make the playoffs. I'm, and, and this is not like I'll get into a pick where maybe it's a little more emotionally charged with the Rams, but Dallas, I think, is a better team. I like Dak Prescott a lot, and I'm waiting for him to just have his big playoff moment. I think it's going to come this week. I, I agree with you guys. I think it'll be a close game. I think San Francisco's a good team. So many weapons there for Dallas, though, and this team is, you know, when you look at Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, the defense is a turnover machine. I bet they'll get turnovers on Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think when they do that, I think Dak will be able to uh, convert all those and get touchdowns, and I think that's going to be the reason they win that game. This Second is a game to last- where, sorry, where, where no, I, I don't want to take the Cowboys because last time I took the Cowboys, it was, I forget what week it was. I'm, I'm actually going to look right here. It was when they played the Broncos, they lost 30 to 16 on <laughs> on November 7th, and there was only three of us left in my Survivor League, and not picked the, the Cowboys. <laughs> and they got they were losing 30 to nothing, and they had two that's fair enough. Touchdowns, and from that point, I told myself I'll never take the Cowboys. 
that's fair enough. I, I mean, look, if that happened to me, like it's, it's basically what I'm going to get to with the Rams, but that's for in a few in a few minutes. Next game, last game on Sunday before the first Monday night game in playoff history, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. This seems like a slam dunk to me. I'm going to pick Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes. They blew out uh, Big Ben and Pittsburgh their last time out. Probably be Big Ben's last game. I think Patrick Mahomes just lights it up. And, and this Kansas City team, I think, is going to the Super Bowl. So I just think that this will be more of a light game for them. They'll be able to warm up and get a win now going into the, the divisional round. Mike, what do you think? Look, the Steelers have no point in being in the playoffs. Yeah. They are not a good team. What are they, 9 and They're 9-7-1 and one with the tie to the Lions. They should not be in this position. <laughs> the Chargers are a, by far and away, a much better team than, than the Steelers are. And really, then the Raiders are too. So that the fact that they lost that game is another question, another conversation. But the Steelers are going to get blown out in this game. Big Ben had those comments. Look, we're a 24 underdog. We don't even have a chance. I think those comments are taken out of context a lot. And I think they're sarcastic. Yeah. The media is running with them. They're clearly sarcastic. Look at his face. It's just very obvious. He's he's saying that just to because now if they do win, he could be like, oh, look at me. Now I'm smart. But they're going to get blown out. They're only a 12 and a half point dog, but. I don't know. I don't know if this Chiefs team. I, I think is going to the Super Bowl, but I for sure have them playing next week, and the, the Steelers don't have a chance for this one. Sebastian, I'm assuming you're taking KC in this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have to roll KC here. Like, I mean, if you're Big Ben, would you rather would you rather roll out on a high note, you know, ending with that win over the Ravens, or you know, getting blown out by? getting blown out by KC so you know it, it's it's just going to be an embarrassment it's just going to be an embarrassment for Pittsburgh as it was you know in that first matchup so I think the Chiefs are just so much better in every single way you know that that offense is clicking they won an eight game win streak before that loss to the Bengals so you, you know Patrick Mah- and Patrick Mahomes has been in the playoffs but very recently you know they've been to three straight AFC championships they've been to the Super Bowl two years in a row, and I think they're going back this year as well. So I, I just don't see the I just don't see any way the Steelers have any chance whatsoever. Look, they can't be the Tyler Huntley ran Ravens team right now, who who's injury depleted and have no one to throw the ball to. Marquise Brown can catch ball, and they they, they lose the, the they somehow um, barely beat them. So that's where we're at with that. Pittsburgh should be lucky that Indianapolis somehow lost to Jacksonville. Which that's is, the, uh, oh my god, <laughs> the ultimate choke artist, Carson Wentz. Yeah, so. Oh, Again, I don't even want to get into that. Last game of the weekend, Arizona traveling to LA here to play the Rams. And I, I just want to get off, get this off my chest. First of all, Cardinals are going to win this game because the Rams completely blew last week. It was the first time Sean McVay had a lead at halftime and lost a game. Obviously, it had to be in a game where the Saints needed the Rams to win. Matthew Stafford, I mean, he was the guy that was supposed to be the savior for the Rams. He comes in, he blows last week's game against San Francisco. I just think that Sean McVay, and everyone thinks he's like this offensive guru. Somehow last week, they had up 17-0 or 17-3 going into halftime. They just completely abandoned the run, up 17-3. And their offensive line got just killed up front by a San Francisco line, which is good. But again, I feel like this team going up against Arizona with Kyler Murray, I think he gets over the hump in this game. I just cannot pick the Rams. And they're after the the no call in 2018 we need the rams this year maybe going to return us the favor a bit to get the saints in the playoffs and he they may just completely blow a lead like the way they did I, I, there's there's no part of me and i don't really care that the rams are the better team there's no part of me that the rams i want the rams to win this game i cannot root for them and matthew stafford's officially dead to me so uh i'll take arizona on the road uh you know in, in an upset in this one like who do you got yeah, there's that emotional pick coming from you. I knew we were going to... Oh, it's an emotional pick. But, I'm completely saying it. Look, and- the, the, the Rams are a much better team um, in this one. Uh, I think the Cardinals are frauds ever since they're starting out, starting 6-0, 7-0. Then yeah. they, went, they, they can't win a game um, at home, So, which, they, they, which they're on the road here. But I just have a feeling this is a perfect opportunity for the Rams to get upset and for the Cardinals to win this game. I, I'm still going to go with the Rams here. I think LA is going to be able to get this one out, but this looks like a re- not really a revenge game, but a revenge game for Kyler Murray's name and, and to prove that he can be the quarterback for this team. You see all those memes where he's trying to throw over the offensive line where he can't see over it. Hilarious. But look, I, the, he's going to obviously try and utilize his feet. Is DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins is playing or he's not? I think no, he's supposed no. to. 
it's he, he was supposed i don't know like but like two weeks ago they said he was coming back for the playoffs i don't know if like he had a setback or anything but, all right I well jj watt come back on that jj watt is coming the defensive back end line. so so look i'm gonna take the rams in this one but if i'm gonna be wrong about one of these it's gonna be this one i think this is this could potentially be a monday night overtime game which i'm super stoked about having a monday night game i think instead of having this is beyond the point having three games on sunday two games on saturday have one a day for six straight days and, and we got football pretty much the entire week i think every fan would love that but i'm taking the rams in this one gonna be a great monday night football game also deandre Hopkins is out he will not play so there we go that's... i'm especially taking the rams sebastian who you got i mean everyone's talked about you know the all the rams choke against the 49ers well yes they did choke against the oh 49ers. they did no but you know the, 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 the cardinals also choked against the seahawks last week too right if they won you know they would be in first place so you know the cardinals are one and four in their last five games so let's say let's, let's not let's not say they're doing much better than them so of course i have to pick the rams i think you know they're a more experienced team better coach team as well so and they're also better like so I, I just don't see any way, you know, the Cardinals kind of pull this off the way they've been playing the last five games. So, you know, I, I, I do see, I, I do understand why people pick them to win, but for me, I just really have to go for Rams. I just can't believe they blew that game. I mean, it's 90 seconds left. Three at half. And nine, even up seven with 90 seconds left. This star-studded defense I've been hearing with Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, you let Jimmy Garoppolo, who let's face it, is probably not going to be the quarterback of the 49ers next year, go right down the oh, – don't, don't let me get into it. It's uh, – Side it's question good. here for you guys. Real quick before we end the episode, do you guys both have T.J. Watt as Defensive Player of the Year here, or are you guys taking oh, Aaron yeah. Donald? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that no, it's T.J. Watt. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Aaron Donald, I mean, look, he's a great – I think he's probably the best player in the league, like defensively, but, I mean, 22 and a half sacks. Well, T.J. Watt just absolutely tore the league up this year, and he missed two games. Yeah, which is Florida. crazy. I mean, Florida. look good for him, and he's he, he was coming for that Strahan record. That was like the one thing Giants fans were like, please don't take the history. Yeah, away. but I mean, Fred Favre <laughs> just laid on the ground for that twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's true knows. too. Yeah, for sure. But I think that'll do it here for this week on NFL Friday here at WFUV Sports. Definitely should be a fun slate of playoff games. But for my partners, WFUV Giants beat reporter Mike Messina and Sebastian Seabach. I'm Andrew Galata saying enjoy your super wildcard weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday.